welcome back to the Tenfold Podcast. Yes, it is Alex and Tori. And it is our 25th episode, we just realized, yeah. which is very exciting. I feel like that's a big milestone for us. I feel like we make up a milestone yeah, every like, five episodes. Celebrate. You have to celebrate the wins. It's so true. <laughs> um, so in case this is your first time listening, we are two Canadian sisters who are living on the Gold Coast now. And we've just been on quite a journey over the last several years together and independently. Mm-hmm. Um, and just we've been trying to figure ourselves out and peel back all the layers and yeah we've in our lifetime so far tori is 32 turning 33 and i'm 35 turning 36 we've lived all over the world we've just we've really lived our lives to the fullest so what we're trying to do now is kind of have a record of our experiences and what what we've learned and how we've gotten to the point that we are which i can say that we're we're quite genuinely happy and just try and share some of the things we wish we had known before when we were younger and to give people who might be kind of on a similar path as us some some form of comfort almost. Yes, and yeah. to know that even if you come from certain things that you're not happy about, like yeah. I had a lot of depression and anxiety and uh, all of these things mm. where I didn't feel fulfilled in my life, like you actually can change that. Yeah, it's a lot really of it, within your control. It is about taking control of your life and just living really consciously. And we're still on that path and figuring it out, but it's it's fun. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and we're proof you can do it. Yes. So. Okay, so today's episode is a long time coming. It's uh, a big one. Yeah, this is one that we've wanted to do, or I've definitely wanted to do, like from the beginning. We yeah. wrote a list of of podcast ideas when we first started, and this has always been on it. And now it just feels like the right time. Yes. So if you haven't listened to anything else yet, <laughs> I'm pregnant. Um, this is Alex. That's Alex. Yeah, Alex. So, <laughs> And I'm 24 weeks today, actually. So I just read that 24 weeks is like the kind of the safe week. Like yeah. once you get and that's to 20- just a bit past midway, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. once you get to 24 weeks, then um, if something happens and you end up like delivering the baby early, yeah. um, they have a much higher chance of surviving. Whereas before that, they... It, it's it, a lot. It, yeah. yeah. And this... Also, I guess I should have said that before we even started talking about that, but this could be like a, a trigger episode for some people. Yeah. So it's some, it's just something to think about. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all the health issues I've yeah. had in the past and how I've overcome them and what I've learned. And then also how I got to the state I'm in now, yeah. which is in a knock on wood at this moment, like very healthy and yes. happy pregnancy. And for me... I'd never been pregnant before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd always been on the really pill. Had much of a scare always, you've always been very. I've never had safe. a scare. Yeah. yeah, I've like yeah. never had a, and I would take my pill regularly. Like yeah. everything, I never thought I was pregnant ever. Really. Right. So when it came time to actually wanting to get pregnant, I had no idea. You were so anxious. <laughs> if you that were just was like, even, I never even. I don't have no idea. I had, and and you, just you hear so much about people having fertility struggles. Yeah, a and lot, I know and people who've had yeah, struggles. And especially so. you're like, oh, after the age of. 30 there's yeah so and much. so tur- like yeah. turning 35 I was like oh I really need to figure this out mm-hmm. or start figuring it out and the reason why it also felt so important to me was because I've had so many health issues yeah. my entire life that I've had to deal with and uh it just didn't seem like this would so be much any different struggle yeah. so I was trying to prepare myself mentally for having to go through all the research mm-hmm. all the everything like just figuring out all, all the things I was gonna have to figure out if, yeah. if I wasn't able to fall pregnant. Yeah. Um, and if you've listened to our po- our episode on the pill, mm. we have both done like extensive kind of learnings in yeah. 
personal learnings in women's health, like for ourselves and stuff. After we we were on the pill each, I was on the pill for 13 years and you were on the pill for 10 years. And then we both went off at the same time. Um, And it took me six months to get my period back. And then after that, it was still touch and go Mm. for over a year after that. It was still just not the same. And so I didn't know what effect that had. Yeah, I just had no idea like what what my system was like. And I also didn't want to go and get uh, an egg test or anything because no I've heard about that but I just feel like that would fuck with your mind yes and, and I've heard like mixed things about what it actually means and if it's yeah. actually a valid thing that you need to and there's also some research being done now where they're saying that you actually do create more eggs and I just think which but do you know that's been a thing yeah, that in I the past they've said oh you oh, just you're, you're just born with a finite yeah. finite number of eggs and that's it and there's some research going in now where they're saying and you know what actually you might you might be creating more eggs yeah I just feel like with that type of test, it's just more likely to stress you out. Even if it's like somehow a positive result, you'd still have a number in your head and be like, oh no. Yeah. I just feel like that type of stress is not going to help in your journey. Yes. If there's one thing I learned in all of this is stress is the worst thing for your health, period. Uh, So yeah. So when I did find out that I was pregnant and like when my partner and I decided to actually try, like I already knew my ovulation schedule. Yeah, I'd been, been following it for, for years, like probably mm. four or five years yeah. now at this point. So I actually knew and I had been doing what you would describe uh, preconception care. Mm. Like, so if you've decided you want to get pregnant, like going off the pill, first of all, you're supposed yeah. like, they say you should try and go off the pill at least two years before to help your gut microbiome and like, and your, um, mineral stores and, and nutrient stores we'll like back get back in balance in, yeah, yeah get back in balance and stuff just and wait just so people can know like how have you st- started tracking your cycle like what did you do oh i well yeah. use the app clue yeah and what's the other there's another one that's you think even more popular oh, but I, yeah, I don't yeah. know i just use clue first yeah. and then i just kept it all my results in there and so i have years worth of yeah my periods yeah. <laughs> tracked like how long they are and i would use they have a feature where you can add your own, um, your own symptoms yeah. so i would always just add in my like if i i, I, f- I would add in like i feel sad yeah. i feel it's actually really good guys i would download it because it makes you so much more aware it's basically just a calendar where you can add in when you get your period you can say it's heavy light blah 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 and then it shows you an estimate of like when you're ovulating as well and like alex said you can add in whatever symptoms and that just helps you know yourself more because both of us have realized we both have like a really sad day right before our period <laughs> yeah. and it's nice to remember that and be like oh yeah this is why I'm so depressed for no reason today. Yeah. Like my period's coming. And then it helps you just deal with your fluctuations of like hormones and feelings and all that stuff. So not just for pregnancy purposes, just for like managing your life. Managing purposes. your own health yeah. and understanding what's going on. And not feeling like everything's such a black hole yeah. of like what's happening to me. Anyways, I, when we decided to try and get pregnant, yeah. like I knew when I was ovulating, I knew when the best days to get pregnant are, all mm-hmm. of those kinds of things. And we tried, and I literally got pregnant right yeah. away. <laughs> which, like, when I... <laughs> I was, was like, there's shock. no way. Like, <laughs> I was just like, no. That, like, what's the likelihood of that? <laughs> and I just was, like, in total shock. And yeah. we weren't actually ready. Like, But because I'd had those health problems, yeah. it was more like, Timeline let's wise, see like, what happens so that if there's an issue, we can start dealing with it now. And if yeah. it takes a few years or takes something, yeah. then we will at least have be aware of it. Yeah. Because I didn't want to leave it and then... Realize. Yeah, and yeah. then, like, yeah. have anxiety about it later. So um, it was just 
but yeah, it was like when I saw the pregnant, like, because I'd, I'd also never taken like a pregnancy yeah. test before. There are now 10 pregnancy tests in our bathroom yeah. still from Alex. <laughs> believe it um but it was so it was just so exciting I and think like it was such a relief too because that elation yeah fearing for a long time and it seems see. i had so much disbelief because i couldn't mm. believe that your body that just was worked. it yeah, yeah. That, that was just it and it yeah. worked and it was really like oh <laughs> you just do that yeah. on the day like that it says to do it before yeah. you ovulate and that's what happens and it worked uh, and just after having so many issues, it was yeah. such a just, it was the best. Yeah. It was like the best feeling yeah. and so exciting yeah. to feel. I'm just so lucky. And, like, yeah. yeah. And it felt kind of almost like a culmination of everything I had been through yeah. and worked through. Like all that work that I'd done, all that research, all yeah. of the experiments on myself, like everything. Like it felt finally like you did it. Yeah. <laughs> like well, you're, you're like, back to your health. Like With this podcast, like your health journey has been the background of our time in Australia together and like <laughs> yeah. my time too because I've been on Tori's been you. along for yeah. the full ride and it's been such a big part of our lives because it has been so yeah huge. and I think so just a bit more background we won't mm. go th- we won't go into detail this far back but um basically I even when I was born I was born and I had jaundice, jaundice and then I had bad jaundice for a while and then I was just kind of a sickly kid like asthma. I had horrible asthma I had earaches I had um, I just got bronchitis all the time. Mm. I was sick. Like I remember I saw an old report card and I was sick like a hundred oh days God. of the year. Literally like growing that. up, it was like Alex and our mom are the sick ones and yeah. they always get sick and have all these problems. And me and our dad were never sick. Yeah. And that was just the accepted family like story. Well, it was like the common refrain was yeah. always, Oh, my dad would say, you're just unlucky. You got your mother's genes. Yeah. And it was just an accepted fact. That, yeah. Yeah. And then my mom would always sympathize with me because I would have the same, like, just the issues. same issues. I just accepted that I was a sickly person. <laughs> and that was the way that my life Invalid. was. And it was almost like bubble boy type of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't until I went to, I started my Australia chapter of my life when I was 28. Like, my Costa Rica, Australia, mm. like independent and freedom state that I started to address my health and a lot of it was more based around like physical image and wanting to be thinner like always wanting to be thinner and um yeah and then wanting to just break out of that shell but I think also going to Costa Rica and Australia probably showed you so many different ways of life and that you could you could kind of of have control and change things in your life so Mm -hmm. probably gave you a bit more of a feeling of maybe if you can change your life in those ways you can change your health yeah definitely and before we get into so I think I'll go through my journey basically from when I got to Australia or when I was in Costa Rica to Mm. now but first uh I'll just talk about what I actually have because I still do have health issues like I, I still have um hypothyroid disease which is part of Hashimoto's this autoimmune disease Mm. and I've just got a few facts here about autoimmune diseases. So they are the third most common category of disease in the United States after cancer and heart disease. That's crazy because I still think most people haven't heard of them. And and then they have them and they don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. Like our mom definitely has it and she hasn't Mm. been diagnosed. Yeah. So it's like a lot of symptoms that people live with that they don't need to. And then they think um, that's just their their lot in life basically. Um, 
So they affect approximately 5 to 8% of the population or 14 to 22 million people. Autoimmune diseases can affect virtually every site in the body, including the endocrine system, the connective tissue, gastrointestinal tract, heart, skin, and kidneys. And uh, they're characterized as a condition in which the host's immune system mistakenly attacks itself. So in the Mm. case of me with my thyroid, it's that uh, my body thinks my thyroid is the enemy. enemy. (laughs) It's basically trying to kill my thyroid. And you need your thyroid because your thyroid regulates all your hormones. And are the autoimmune diseases about inflammation yes Yes. yeah Mm -hmm. all diseases are the root of all diseases inflammation so if you can get your inflammation Mm. markers down then that will really help you in in all of your health um so some of oh yeah autoimmune diseases present with a clear gender bias with a greater Mm -hmm. prevalence amongst women occurring at a rate of two to one many autoimmune diseases uh, tend to affect women during periods of extensive stress I think stress is like a huge yeah. factor to uh, there always seems to be a tipping point like you get um Epstein-Barr virus like which mm. is mono or or something like that yeah. and then maybe a few years later all of a sudden like your body has slowly been breaking down but you don't even know it and yeah. then all of a sudden you have it and I think women are under a lot of I also stress wonder how too. much the pill has to do with that like oh, it probably yeah. does because that puts your body under weird stress and hormone things and, and shuts off yeah. parts of your body that are supposed to help everything function together yeah. Definitely. Um, so some autoimmune diseases are rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, thyroid Hashimoto's, which is what I have, mm. uh, um, psoriasis, which I know a lot of people yeah. who have that, uh, Graves disease, type 1 diabetes, multiple sclerosis, um, inflammatory bowel disease, and there's, yeah. a, there's other ones, but those are the main ones. So the reason for the high prevalence of these diseases in women are unknown, but circumstantial evidence links autoimmune diseases with preceding infections, which is what I was talking about before. Yeah. Uh, and if, you're, if you've been paying attention, if you've listened to health pod- podcasts or anything like that, it's on the rise. Yeah. <laughs> I, so many people I know have this issue, especially with the thyroid. That's, mm. I think, is probably the most common of that list. Yeah. Uh, and it's not really something that just goes away. Yeah. Uh, which sucks and i've been trying so hard yeah. <laughs> to like heal it and and uh when we talked about the pill i like the pill is an unnatural synthetic hormone that you're putting into your body uh, and it messes with your system because it's not doing what your actual hormones it, that it's replacing yeah. would do the thyroid itself is also synthetic the medication you have to take is synthetic mm-hmm. thyroid medication because you're not your body isn't making it anymore yeah but um i've like tried to lower your lower dosage. my dose and i have yeah. done it before and it's been okay but i will actually notice if i wake up in the morning mm. and i haven't had good sleep or some or i ate like yeah bad pizza or something something weird things where i don't know what exactly the thing was in it and i will feel this i'll say i feel thyroidy yeah well you always said you had swollen yeah glands, i feel like, like the glands under my neck yeah. get really swollen i feel like i have a hangover the next mm. day and it's almost like my body is starving for thyroid hormone and um, when I found out I was pregnant too, one of the most important things my doctor said was for me to get on a higher dose and like I needed thyroid, to go. Yeah. And I and since then I've been fine. My yeah. thyroid levels, you have to get them monitored, mm. get a blood test like every six months maybe even. So and just is it more risk? Yeah. Risk? So sorry, yeah. every six months if normally. And then if you're pregnant, it's every six weeks, okay. I think. And Something so what, like, ha- like is your thyroid just more under stress when you're pregnant or if yeah, yeah it's because it's okay. under stress and you just require more of everything yeah. right like you double the amount of blood you have in your body when you're oh. pregnant which <laughs> is crazy so is that why you get swollen no 
That's water. Um, I don't even know why. <laughs> weird, weird things yeah. happen during pregnancy. <laughs> like the tops of my feet feel swollen, but yeah. I've never had. It's not the same as when you're on an airplane uh, yeah. and you have swollen feet. It feels like I have like a water pad on the top of my foot, which sounds really gross. <laughs> it's just really weird, but not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's actually gone away. I haven't had that in a while, but for for a few weeks, it was very strange. Um, okay, so that's what autoimmune diseases are. They kind of just don't know what they are. They're becoming more and more of almost like a pandemic amongst yeah. women, uh, especially I think like around the 30 years of yeah. age. That's kind of when you start to break, I think. And Well, I think it's the same. I've seen so much about like endometriosis and PCOS and stuff as well. And those are becoming more common like for yeah. women too. I um, think uh, endometriosis might be a type a of type autoimmune. Of, yeah. I I don't yeah quote me on that and also <laughs> we should have said this at the beginning obviously we're not doctors no, we're not so I don't think anyone experts. would ever think we it's are it's literally just Alex explaining <laughs> her experience because like maybe it will yeah and so that is why I thought you know I'm just going to get into the nitty-gritty of this because mm. when I was going through like when I was really in the heart of it yeah. hearing anyone's story and finding pieces of it that I could identify with when you felt so lost was just such a huge help to me mm. so if I can help anyone like think oh actually I've got that weird symptom and like maybe that could be like just yeah if I can help someone that would be amazing because I went through it all Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I tried everything so uh yeah so let's get into it um I think yeah do you want to start on your little timeline yeah I think I'll go through my timeline Mm -hmm. so it all kind of started started in 2013 mm. and that was when I started traveling around and I was going to Costa Rica yeah, right Aust- after you separated in Australia yeah so it was a big transition in yeah so I was in a very stressful point yes. in my life I had just got been gotten separated gotten yeah. separated from my husband yeah. at the time I was 28 and I was exhilarated and happy in a lot of ways and I met this new guy and had this crazy yeah. world of romance but I was also so stressed. I didn't know what my life was going to be. I knew mm. I wanted to get to Australia at some point. Um, there's so many stuff, so many things were going on at the time. And I was coming off a life of 28 years of super, super high anxiety, high stress, uh, just living like that day to day. I was always sick with bronchitis and uh, every winter because we were in the yeah. cold in Canada. Um, and then I got to Costa Rica and it was like sunny and bright and you just eat fresh fruit all the time and fish and it was so good. And um, and I was really happy, like, yeah. and joyful, uh, despite my anxiety and worries mm-hmm. about the future. Um, and I started there to start to have really serious stomach issues. Mm. But I lost so much weight when I first got there. And I was finally at the weight I'd always wanted to be. Yeah. And I was tanned. And I just, like, just like glowy like hair so being It was goddess. like, oh, my God, I'm finally <laughs> me. That's what yeah. I felt like. But I had these stomach issues and it was weird. You had rashes. Don't don't you remember? And I had rashes. So um, I started to get really bad stomach cramps, even though I was eating really healthy. Mm. And we weren't really drinking that much or doing anything bad. And I didn't know if it was the water. I thought I had parasites. Like I wasn't sure what was going on. Um, But I wasn't as knowledgeable at all about anything as I am, like to the extent that I am now. Um, And I remember I kept going to the pharmacist because when you're in Costa Rica, 
the pharmacist is like can be the doctor and they can prescribe you anything you want like birth control antibiotics so I kept going to the pharmacist and they kept saying just try these antibiotics and I didn't think anything of it I was like great antibiotics I just kept taking rounds and rounds of antibiotics which if you know now is a horrifying thing so because doesn't it destroy your it just destroys your gut microbiome like all of your protective systems over and over again completely clears it out balance of anything so and I probably took I don't even know how many rounds of antibiotics I took Mm. that year Uh, I just was like anything to not have these stomach aches and feel better and blah 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 blah. Uh, and then yeah I started getting these rashes too so I would get like hives on my skin like Alex was sending me pictures that I would send to my doctor friend (laughs) (laughs) because I didn't have any help over there and at one point yeah it got so bad I remember it went all it snuck all the way up um, the left side of my body like uh, across my stomach Mm. and everything and then uh, I had to go with my partner at the time to like all like a few different towns to try and find a doctor and they put me on a drip like which I think cured the hives for a bit but then I finally went to a doctor who told me that I just was too acidic and I had to eat Mm. less acidic foods and I thought acidic foods meant like lemon and so I didn't even know what that meant um but it it, acidic foods are usually like processed foods and I think bread Mm. I can't remember I can't even remember now but at the time I looked it up and then I tried to change and then I was actually okay so yeah I think I was just so stressed and my body needed to be alkaline not acidic and yeah that's what was happening um and then I went to Australia and when I was in Australia I thought everything would be fine (laughs) (laughs) I needed to get a new pill prescription so I got a pill pill prescription I think I was on Yasmin at the time which is not a good pill to be Mm. on I found out later but at the time that's what I was on Uh, my skin was really clear from it and in Australia they gave me something else it wasn't Yasmin but they said it's the same pill so take this it's like the same yeah it'll be the same makeup and stuff like that it's like the copycat so I took that but right away when I took that I felt different and it like something was off and I wasn't very good at noticing that kind of stuff at the time because I wasn't as in tune with myself but I know I knew there was something weird to the point where when my mom when my parents came to visit that December I asked her to bring me Yasmin yeah, yeah. and get it from mm. my doctor back in Canada which she did so she brought me over like a year's supply yeah. of Yasmin because I knew something weird was happening and I actually went to the gynecologist this is TMI but I'll just go there this is all going to be TMI because I felt like I was really dry like mm. down there and uh, she told me this is what the, the first person doctor that I went to in Australia and this is a big point of contention with me that I was dry because I had turned 30 and that that's just what happens when you get older and thank god i was like this woman (laughs) doesn't know what she's talking about because uh, it's just ludicrous like that's ludicrous like and i had said i'm on this new pill i you know i something feels off all this stuff and 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 then she just was like oh it's just because you turned 30 and i was like how does my body know like oh today you've turned 30 so (laughs) now you'll have these issues so this is one of the things that I'm going to touch on like throughout mm. this whole podcast is one of the most important things I learned is that like doctors are great and yeah. you know they're there for a reason but no one is going to take care of you the way you can yeah. and like you're the only person who is going to know what's happening with you and be able to be in charge of your health. You yeah. have to have autonomy over your own body. Don't just blindly trust whatever. No. And they tell you. 
if if you don't if you don't have listened to whole podcast, what I would just say right now before yeah. <laughs> is get a naturopath of all the different health professionals I saw, which I saw many. The person that I really wanted, but I didn't know that mm. was the what I needed was the naturopath because yeah. what I wanted from my doctor and I had a really great holistic health doctor yeah. in Sydney, like later that I found, but doctors just can't give you the time and the patients and they, they're, it's not as specialized. Like you yeah. need to go see a naturopath. If you're having those issues, you need someone who's going to be a detective for you with your body and who has that history in mind. Yeah. And doctors are great, but they just are busy. They're like, even they're, the best of them. They're, they're just human. so busy. They're not gods. Like just, I, and I feel like so many people feel very vulnerable going to doctors in the first place. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I remember I went to a doctor once in Toronto because I wanted to get an STI check just because I was trying to be a responsible adult. Yeah. And he basically just shamed me. and was like, why do you need this test? Like, what are you doing? And I was just <laughs> like, shouldn't you not be happy that I'm coming in? Yeah. And try- like, it just was so ridiculous. But I still did it and I didn't take well, it too badly. But I think a lot of people. As affected yeah. by that. But yeah, like a lot I of people. I feel like a lot of people stop. just be like, never mind and just never do it again. And you hear so many stories now yeah. in the news. Someone at my work too, his niece uh, was just in the news because mm. she had a lump on her thigh and went to the doctors and they said, oh, it's just a cyst or something. And they were like, oh, it's a cosmetic dermatology. If you yeah. want to get rid of it, it'll cost you two grand. And she was in her early 20s. She didn't have two grand. So she went back and didn't do anything about it. And a year later, of course, it like morphed into something else. And mm. she had uh, some kind of really horrific cancer. And she yeah. just passed away actually oh, like a month awful. or two ago. And but it was yeah. all over the like It was just awful. And, it, that, and her message was like, listen to yourself. You need to listen to yourself yeah. and you can't just trust your doctor. Yeah. Like you just can't. I um, follow this woman on Instagram who's actually an illustrator, but she has endometriosis and she just has started sharing a lot about her journey because she's had it since she was basically since she got her period. Mm -hmm. And she actually has scars on her back from a heating pad because she's always been in so much pain and discomfort, but it's always been just disregarded by doctors. And because endometriosis is really hard to know if you have it unless you get the surgery. But in the States, it's so messed up the health system that it's really hard to even get that. Like you can't see it in scans, but a lot of doctors will be like, oh, it's not on the scan. You don't have like she's just gone through this crazy journey and she actually finally got a surgery and was like I didn't even realize what like normal life felt like because she's been in that pain for so long but it's been dismissed by so many people and I think a lot of people go through that same journey so and like with many doctors so yeah just trust yourself and if you're having pain or symptoms or anything you're not supposed to have any of those things that's the thing so when you're like oh that's just me I just have that that's not just you that's a symptom yeah it's a symptom and pain is valid yes your body is always trying to heal itself. Mm. All your body wants to do is get better and be healthy. So if you know that and you keep that in mind, like anything is a symptom. Those yeah. are symptoms. And you, you know your body. You are the only one who knows your body and really knows if something is off or wrong. And just because someone tells you it's not, don't take that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I definitely would have at a certain time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I went to that gynecologist Mm. and then I luckily was like, I detect bullshit. But then what I did was I didn't go see anyone else. I just asked my mom to bring me a different pill. And then I was like so excited when I got back on my regular pill. Uh, And I think at the time too, so because I was going on this like holistic health, like eating uh, journey. And this is like when food like Instagram accounts and stuff are really yeah. popular. And so I started eating more and more vegan and vegetarian 
Um, well, I yeah, stopped. when I came to visit before I moved here, all we did was eat bowls. Like yeah. green bowls and <laughs> smoothies. And I was it's like, so okay, cool. Because <laughs> I thought, I know, like, yeah. I'm going to heal myself by, I thought that the reason why I had any of the health issues mm. I was having was because of what I ate. And that yeah. was it. So I thought if I can get to a point where all I eat is basically green vegetables and I somehow one day eliminate sugar and I don't yeah. have anything that could like possibly cause inflammation, then I will somehow heal yeah. myself, yeah. which now I know is, is there's a lot of fallacy in that. Yeah. But I basically became, I was definitely, I was vegetarian with like very like small like meat, meat yeah. once in a while. Um, I ate a lot of fish if I was going to eat mm. something with protein. Um, and I was mostly, I was vegan too because I wasn't eating dairy yeah. in that way. I mean, not vegan too because I was yeah, eating it. But you know what I mean? To. I was doing, also <laughs> eating a lot of vegan meals. So I didn't eat bread. I didn't eat French fries. I measured my oats if I ever did eat oats I remember I'd measure like a quarter cup so it was like getting very orthorexic which is when yeah. you are obsessive about your food um no butter I would never have butter I wouldn't have salt because I thought salt is salt. like but yeah oh, um uh lots of coconut oil though I would have coconut oil mm. um yeah not a lot of red meat if any lots of salad but I, I remember I would get the salad from Harris Farms the grocery store we go to and not even wash yeah like the Believe. spinach which is like oh because <laughs> the things you really need to worry about are like the uh chemicals yeah glyphosate the glyphosate yeah. and stuff like that that they spray mm. if you look that up it's horrendous uh, and that's also the thing with gluten products too it's actually usually the glyphosate uh, that's on the wheat and, mm. and all that kind of stuff um yeah and i had lots of fruit so i had a diet that was really high in sugar and greens and barely any protein uh, I would supplement with protein powder. I'd yo-yo all the time and I was always hungry. Mm. I used to eat, I remember if I was ever really, really hungry, I would eat like a bag of carrots to feel full. And I, I would just like eat big carrots mm. and then try and like lock myself in my room and go to bed. Yeah. And I always felt like I was battling with my body where I felt yeah. more like, why are you so hungry? You already mm. ate. Why are you this and that? You already ate like... Yeah, and also eating so much raw food is is hard yes, for your body, I was right? So much raw food, but th it wasn't even at that point. It wasn't even that bad. It got yeah. worse later. So <laughs> in 2015, uh, I had an abnormal Pap smear, and it came back with a sin three verdict. So you, I think it's like one to three you yeah. can get, and then if it, it means pre, you have precancerous cells on your cervix, yeah. and so if you're at sin three, it after sin three, it can it will eventually progress stage, into yeah. cancer and it's a slow so that's why pap smears i think they just change in australia it's every five years you get like a pap smear i think it's too long too um yeah for sure so anyways i had to get um the doctor at the time told me i had to have the let's procedure which is where you remove the you like scrape off a yeah you scrape off the cells from your cervix yeah. and it's so, uh, like you had to go under anesthesia mm. is it anesthesia? yeah, yeah. and um <laughs> And uh, it was a big surgery. Like yeah, it that felt was when I first moved here. Yeah, I and I was so grateful yeah. you were here. But you basically got here right at the beginning yeah. of like a big shit storm. Yeah. And when I found out I had this and they said pre-cancer, I literally was like, oh my God, like what is what has happened to yeah. me? Like what is this? Like I felt like I was so alone in the world. I felt just so scared, yeah. I think. And I wish that I had talked to more people about it, but yeah. I didn't. Um, 
because I found out after that pretty much like everyone I know had well, got it in a I, certain way. <laughs> yeah, because I actually had a version of it b- before you even did because my last pap smear in Canada before I moved here, I had irregular. So I think I just had irregular. I don't know if it was sin yet, but like I did have irregular. irregular I remember cells. the doctor being like, it's not not cancer or like something <laughs> where I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what and then I mean? kept on having to go and get the pap smear every six months to see if it would because usually it if does it clear progress. itself. Yeah. But yeah, it was touch and go. And like, I'm, I feel like so many people have had the same thing. Like I've talked to as well. Yeah. And yeah, yeah after the fact, when I talked to people yeah. about it, I found out how many people had it, how a lot of people um, also that then I followed on Instagram or stuff mm. later had had it and cleared it themselves before. Yeah. And I had actually wanted to try and do that too. When I found yeah. out I had it, I just wanted to, cause I think the doctor gave me a few months before I came back. Yeah. It was like three months and he was like, you come or a month or yeah. something. He was like, come back in a month we'll do it again and then we'll see how it is and then we'll decide if you have to have the procedure or not um so in that month or whatever that was first of all I just started doing research so that was the beginning of me really doing research like into my health and I went down this rabbit hole and I went uh that's when I went off the pill and you went off the pill at the same time yeah in solidarity yeah (laughs) but we just cold turkey went off which I also found is not a thing to do either <laughs> so um if you have a good naturopath they can help you get mm. off the pill like in a, in a proper way um went off the pill cold turkey uh, which is a shock to your body which is probably not what my body even needed at yeah. the time when i was already dealing with this other thing and then i went through an intense diet of elimination and it was like in my bra- brain i thought it's because i eat bad things sometimes and if i don't eat those bad things mm. sometimes then this will somehow go away yeah. so I thought if I don't eat a single bad thing, I'll be okay. I started mixing. I remember it was like I ate only raw veggies for every meal for like a few weeks or something. Yeah. And you no were sugar. Like so it was like cauliflower, broccoli and hummus. I think I'd have hummus with mm. it and just eat these giant raw bowls. Um and then for dessert I would have like a licorice tea, like a sweet tea that mm-hmm. doesn't actually have sugar in it. Um, I'd have no fruit, no meat. The sin did regress slightly, yeah. which was interesting and probably not fortunate because then it made me it think that deeper. what I did yeah. was w- the path I still somehow yeah. needed to do, which I don't think was true. Mm. <laughs> um, but it wasn't enough to not do the procedure. So I had to do the procedure. Uh Oh, and also for anyone who has done the procedure, they one of the warnings is that when you're pregnant, you might have uh, trouble after because if you ha- sin can come back, that's the thing. It yeah. can keep coming back. So even if you have the procedure, you remove the cells, you can get it again if mm. you don't heal. If you yeah. if you're not healing or passing it, or pa- it's a virus, right? It's the yeah. HPV virus yeah. causes it. So if you yeah. can't pass that virus, then uh, then yeah, it can just come back. But uh, the more you would get the procedure, it shortens your cervix length. And then so they're saying once you do decide to get pregnant, you might one day have trouble holding the baby in basically because your cervix (laughs) might not be long enough or strong (laughs) enough. So that was a big fear too. But I will also say that they measured my cervix (laughs) recently (laughs) for the pregnancy and said it was like great. And it's a great length. There's lots of space. Nothing. I don't think anyone would know I'd had the Let's procedure. So that's also a great thing. Mm. If you have had it, don't worry. You'll be fine. Like if you hopefully (laughs) (laughs) so 2015 to 2016 is when kind of shit really hit the fan so I was reeling from coming off the pill which would have made my brain I think go a bit haywire just because 
your body's trying to regulate all these hormones it hasn't done it doesn't know what's going on and I was so so stressed about having had the less procedure and will it come back like is this just yeah. gonna like it's just gonna keep happening and I'm gonna have to keep You're doing also this just thing really hard on yourself yeah like you blamed I blamed yourself so much and we're bad like, emotional yeah. state a really bad emotional state and mm. I also wonder where that came from like mm. was it just like the the effects of like everything that happened in Toronto or was it, it was a, a mental state of, of like a chemical yeah. brain thing like I, yeah. I'm not sure what what it was still to this yeah. day but I was in a really bad state and I'm so lucky that I have you I had you there mm. to be so intimate with me and to yeah. witness it and to know like kind of oversee what was actually yeah. happening like whereas I think some people would just you know you'd be in this crazy. on your own you wouldn't yeah. yeah you'd have no idea so it was just nice to have Tori as a checkpoint. Uh, so, but yeah, 2015 to 2016 is when my face puffed up. Mm. It like puffed up into almost a moon shape. And if you know me, I already have like <laughs> a round face. But it got like, it was a different shape. And I remember seeing a photo someone had taken of me and being shocked because mm. all of a sudden I was like, I just is didn't. Is that my face? I didn't recognize. It was so yeah. weird. Like overnight my face changed. Um, and my eyes changed too. And so I found out later that that's actually a symptom of a lack of thyroid hormone mm. hormone is you start to get really puffy. So mm. like your face gets puffy and I felt like my eyes were rounder mm. or puffy, like yeah. and not puffy around my eyes, but my eyeballs. Like, yeah. so there's a thing with a thyroid hormone where if it gets really bad, your eyebrows, eyeballs can actually like look like they're popping out almost. Oh. It sounds awful. Like yeah. it wasn't that bad, but it was definitely changes yeah. in my in my body um I started bloating like crazy and I didn't think of it as bloating though I thought of it as I'm getting fat right and I remember I bought a scale because I had been so in control of my weight for the yeah. last few years and so happy about yeah. happy in quotation <laughs> yeah. about how I looked but uh not happy obviously like how my yeah. what my body was but um so I bought a scale, which I was like so not into having a scale before that. And I was horrified like the week that I bought that scale because my weight went up in one week by almost 10 pounds. It was about 4.5 kilos in one week. Yeah. So I felt like I was losing my mind. Yeah. Like I, it was like my worst well, nightmare. I think you just felt so out of control and like yeah. you didn't know your body. And then everything was a trigger because like when we would go out, you couldn't fit in some of your clothes. And you were like, yeah. how did this happen? Like, like what's going it on? It just felt like. I'm eating yeah. less and less. I would exercise even harder. I was, I was so healthy. It was like nothing like, was working the way it was supposed to work. Because normally it is like if you do those things. Yeah. Yeah. You lose weight. And, and it this. was, it was the definition of insanity yeah. because I just went further down the yeah. path rather than stop and try and think but I just I couldn't think straight yeah. so I just thought I need to eat even less or I need to exercise even more when mm. I think really my body was just like stop everything eat some carbs <laughs> like um so yeah I exercised hard, harder I hired a personal trainer I restricted more I also kept drinking right and drinking yeah. is one of the worst things uh, but I started to have such bad reactions to the alcohol in the morning that uh, the glands, that's when the glands in my neck started to like flare up yeah. every morning. And I was always having these big glands and just feeling so allergy mm. and, and thyroidy or whatever it was. Um, I felt like I was hit by a truck and my skin went crazy. But so this is also coming off the pill. I think the bloating was from coming off the pill because mm. it affects your gut microbiome. Yeah. And so, and because I was eating such harsh foods because raw food is really hard on your system. 
when you're already under yeah. distress and stuff. I think my my gut microbiome just went crazy mm-hmm. and didn't know what to do, and that's why all these things were reacting. And then my skin went crazy because I was off the pill, and that was the whole reason. That was the main reason I'd been on the pill for so long yeah. was because I'd always had acne issues. Uh, and then I found this like intense like vitamin mix that I'd read about on the internet that people were taking like to try and cure their acne. I mm-hmm. looked at everything. And so I started like taking these like intense vitamins all the time. Um, my mind wasn't clear. I was so tired all the time. I had huge fatigue. Yeah, you like, like it was like I adrenal was fatigue. Just, I didn't even know. Like, <laughs> I like, think like I started happening. making your lunches for you at one point because you like couldn't even. I don't even remember yeah, that. You were just like I think you were stressed at work too. It was just like a conflation of like so many factors in your life, and it felt like you were on like gonna break at any second and because i had switched jobs and i was so worried about getting my permanent Mm. residency and i remember feeling so much pressure i felt like i couldn't take a day off yeah because i felt like if i take a day off what if they fire me and then i don't get my permanent residency and i have to leave and this is my opportunity so i just like had it it was like everything was compounded Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah my mind wasn't clear i was so tired all the time huge fatigue i went to my yeah my expensive holistic doctor I, and she was like a godsend at the time so mm. i finally went to this doctor um i got a gut she recommended to do a gut test and a gene test and so i found out i was heterozygous for the mthfr gene uh, which a lot of people actually are um, so what does that mean the so mthfr is but basically but yeah. Um, the MTHFR, if you're homogenous, which is like you, both your genes are okay. in that, then, uh, it, it makes it way harder for you. One of the main things that I remember is it makes it harder for you to process B vitamins and certain things. So like, it and what do B vitamins do for s- you again? Um, they just help regulate like okay. all these functions. You really yeah. need them. So like also when you're pregnant, you need your B6 like folate mainly? and yeah. So that's yeah. it. If you're vegan, you have to take, Supplement. I think it's B6 or B12. Yeah. I forget which one, but B vitamins are super important. Um, and if you have, if you're homogenous MTHFR, I think there's a link they're finding like with autism and mm. a bunch of other things like that. But I was heterozygous, which is only half. Uh, but my interpretation was like, oh, actually what she said was basically my doctor was like, you need to eat like, you'll you'll always have to eat double the amount of vegetables to get the same amount you're you'll never um uh, absorb absorb like. the nutrients and minerals as easily or as well as somebody else who wasn't basically oh, so okay. it's it kind of is like a preventative yeah. barrier to to making things a bit easier which of course yeah. made me think oh my god now i have to eat even <laughs> more vegetables um, um wait and with those tests the gut tests and the gene tests how do they do them is it like a the gene test i can't remember if it was just a blood test mm. or something the gut test is like gross it's a fecal sample (laughs) yeah and you still do the same thing now so but actually i think everyone should get a gut test at some point i haven't got one yet it's good they're really expensive although i think they are getting cheaper and better no they're not covered but it is good to know what your gut microbiome is made of it goes through everything it tells you what the percentage of each bacteria is and yeah what you should do more based on what your what your specific body might need uh and my doctor gave me really specific probiotic strands after mm-hmm. we got my gut, retest, gut test results, results back. So I had a lot of the bad bacteria taking over my good bacteria. Mm. And so, but there's so many different strains that, yeah. you know, if you go to the store and you just buy a probiotic, like I think bio, 
bifidus um, but i forget which it's called yeah. is like the main one that you normally get if you bought a probiotic at the store a generic one but for a lot of people that's not actually what you need and if you start taking that it might actually make you more bloated or you know it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah. thing like you might have a lot of bifido or whatever sorry guys i didn't look up that <laughs> stuff but um, you can look that up yourself, <laughs> but there's a lot of different strains you can take and you need to have more specific prescription. Um, and also they've done all these studies and so far with the studies, you can't actually change your gut microbiome unless mm. you do a fecal transplant. Oh, yeah, that's I've one of the things that, that they, so, uh, uh, interesting side note, um, people who are like naturally always really skinny and mm. don't gain weight, they always have that same, the same oh, strand yeah, in their stomach. That. And then most other people don't, or they yeah. don't have it in abundance. And so they have this strand, but even if you implant someone else's fecal matter into your gut microbiome mm. to change it, I think that's like the only way you can give, have more of an impact. Like mm. you can eat different foods to help support, but you're yeah. never actually going to change your gut, your makeup. Yeah. Unless it's like super out of whack because you were doing something weird, like which is yeah. what I was doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, I then I got oh she diagnosed me with the thyroid issue, but I didn't have my permanent residency residency at the time, so I didn't have Medicare, I didn't have healthcare, and I, it was already so expensive. I'd spent so much money on all these things, yeah. like, and uh, so I don't know why, but. When I found out about the thyroid problem, I didn't do anything about it. Like, and had I, she prescribed you something? She you just. Uh, I think it was a different. Actually, I don't even know uh, if it was her who did. I think I went yeah. to a general doctor because it was cheaper mm. when I got the, to read Result. to do uh, the results yeah. or something. And then they wanted to prescribe me something, and I was like, I don't want to go on any more medications. That's uh, what I felt like. Yeah. And. Well, I guess after just going off the pill too, it would be. Yeah, it was just like, oh, I don't want to get on something else. And I thought somehow if I just powered through and kept being healthy, quote yeah. unquote, it was all going to go away at some point. And I just wasn't thinking clearly. Yeah. I wasn't thinking clearly at all. So my headspace was so messed up and it was because of my health issues, but I was too sick to see that. So I had horrible anxiety mm -hmm. and a lot of depression too. Uh, I spent hours and hours reading medical studies and blogs about people with the same issues as mine. Everything was conflicting and I had no idea what was the right way to turn. I was so hard on myself and I felt so awful about everything. And I think also this was just four years ago, four to five years ago. Mm. And already in that time, the landscape's changed so drastically in yeah. terms of information and what you can get and how much more transparent it is. So if that, if all this had happened to me now, I think I'd be in a much better place. And even with like what, naturopaths know yeah. now and what's available like treatments and stuff uh, but at the time it was kind of just coming to light and yeah. I just yeah there, it was so hard to find any support um yeah so I saw a nutritionist because I thought that might help mm. and that was just like useless mm. uh I had taken a nutrition course myself I'd yeah. taken a fit I'd have like my cert three yeah. in like personal training and I took uh, like this foundation nutrition course because I was so interested in that stuff um but I seemed to know more than her I remember and I remember keep thinking well she what? I kept going because yeah. I kept thinking maybe at some point she'll be able to tell me something, something. or heal me some way and she knew because like, I told her my whole history but she never suggested that I retake the thyroid test or possibly go back on medication she kept kind of saying yeah we'll get to that but then wasn't like maybe you really need to get this yeah. sorted now and then we'll deal with everything else yeah. which is like so this is me talking to experts and kind of no one like laying a firm hand on me yeah. and guiding me which is really what i needed especially because yeah. i couldn't think straight uh 
yeah, I had food journals. <laughs> I remember I had to do food journals and tell her everything that mm. I ate and send it in and go, I'd go once a week and then we'd go over my food journals. And if you would look back at those journals, they were insane and like so orthorexic mm. and she didn't say anything. She'd be like, oh, like maybe you should eat some more seaweed on like the other day. <laughs> like, um, And then when I didn't go, it was like we had a breakup basically. Mm. And then she like called me and wanted me to come back. And I, it was just so, it was so yeah. weird. Um, and also put me off like finding any other help basically at the time and then the next year 2017 i had gained so much weight at that point it wasn't just it was like bloating but it was it it was weight now Mm. and um it wasn't just a regular weight gain as i said it was really weird and puffy and well not in the places you normally gained weight i remember you were like i haven't had back fat yeah i had weird back like so i where I don't gain weight normally is like around my torso. Yeah. That's like my saving grace. Yeah. <laughs> short, right? And then, yeah. And, and I, and I, or if I gain weight, I usually gain it pretty evenly. Yeah. And this was just really like, everything was just weird. I felt like I was in a space suit. Like yeah. I, I didn't know, I just didn't know what my body was. Um, and it's funny cause I just recently have been following, uh, Stephanie Buttermore on Instagram and she's this like, I think she's got like 500,000 Instagram yeah. followers and like a million she was like YouTube a fitness videos or something. Lifter or something yeah. Right? So, yeah. and she's very well spoken and, and, and interesting. Um, but she did this thing called the all in journey mm-hmm. over the last year. And so she was super, super thin and, yeah. and fit, like in that, like really like, like show competition. Muscle. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. And then she said that she literally had, if you, you can watch her video on YouTube mm-hmm. where she explains her all in journey, it's, it's, interesting if you've ever been through something like me especially with your weight and your health and so she talks about how she'd literally just always been hungry her whole life she'd always been hungry but she'd always been competing and like watching her calories and doing all this kind of stuff and she said at one point she just was like i don't want to feel like this Mm -hmm. anymore and she heard about the all-in journey and the all-in journey is where you just start eating whatever you want and yeah. the idea and is that you, want. you you eat as much as you want, you eat whatever you want, even if it's total junk, like you just eat and you just keep eating and you keep eating until eventually your body is supposed to find like it's balance. It's point. balance. Like yeah. it'll go in the opposite direction. So you will gain a lot of weight. Yeah. You will go through all of these things. But then at some point you'll finally be satiated. Mm. And if you are someone who's spent a lifetime dieting, like the idea of that seems so incredulous. Like yeah. what? <laughs> you can That's feel like possible? that? Yeah. So you're finally satiated and then food won't matter so much mm. to you and you'll somehow be able to just regulate yourself yeah. and your body will yeah find its set point, go back to what your natural weight is and you'll be able to live like a anxiety free life about food. So she went on this journey um, and so I went through and like looked at those photos of what happened to her as she went through this. Right. And she would have had those same hormonal changes. And I think she also went off the pill mm. while she did it, which was interesting. And I think she's short too. So we have kind of similar, similar like body types, but, uh, midway through her midway through pics are, were what my body was in the middle of that health crisis. Mm. And she talks about how she gained this weird puffy weight and it was around yeah. her abdomen area and around her back and Mm. even though her weight was actually the same or less or whatever it was at the time her body looked different and and since that midpoint and to the end of her all-in journey where she's now like looking exactly how she wants to and all that kind of stuff um she actually weighs the same i think but just looks completely different it's like the composition of how that weight came on 
is different. So she just didn't look well. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit of a side mm-hmm. tangent, but I just thought it was really interesting because I, I wish I had seen that yeah. when I was doing it because yeah. I kind of just needed to do my own all-in journey yeah. in a sense instead of fight myself so hard. Mm. Uh, my body was begging for it. It was yeah. begging for it. Uh, so I was in a dark place emotionally. Uh, I had a horrible Instagram habit that year too of following inspirational body accounts and plastic surgery accounts that mess with my head even more. Uh, I just like don't even know how that started. And yeah. I just got into this really weird place. One of the things that I did do throughout this that whole health journey or sickness journey is more what I would call it is that I actually I kept a diary and so part of it was in clue in the clue app I kept recording my symptoms because you can customize it so I would put like uh uh, swollen glands like feel thyroidy you know feel this feel that blah 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 blah. um so it wasn't actually just about my period it was about my body just so I could see what was going on and when I went to see my holistic health doctor she would always make me do this mood quiz at the end of the appointment and i remember it was like oh hi like asking you if you feel depressed or asking you this and that or and i thought what's the point of doing this like i'll always answer the same like i thought it would just be i don't think i feel any different but she would say like at the end like oh yeah you're you're doing a bit better this time than last time and i was thought oh really because i didn't remember that i could ever answer that so keeping a diary like you really don't remember as much as you think and so i also had in my notes in my phone uh, i remember at one point my nails just didn't grow for like a few months which is so weird because i have such fast like strong growing nails normally they just didn't grow at all and i knew something really weird was happening and i took a photo of them and i put that in my notes and i have and i would keep those notes just so when i did see a health professional i'd have a list of things yeah because i wouldn't remember and i still have those notes to this day because i I don't want to forget yeah. like what happened and all the things that I went through. Um, so yeah, keep a diary. Definitely keep a journal of your health. Uh, and then I finally got my permanent residency. Finally. Mm. And I broke down in tears, like sobbing tears the day I got the email yeah. that I got it. It was the end of work at like 5 p.m. or something and I saw it. I literally the next day went and got my Medicare card and then I went and did all my blood tests again and found out my thyroid was really bad at that point. Yeah. So that's when I went on. I finally started going on the thyroid medication. Mm. I went on a high dose and I also had low iron because mm. I hadn't been eating protein. Yeah. So I started eating red meat and I went on this medication. Um, I finished my job a few weeks after like a, a month or two, I think after I got mm. my permanent residency and a few weeks before my yoga teacher training course began so and at that time I was still I was not in a great state even though I was on this medication now it had only been like a month or something like that but when I went and did my yoga teacher training it changed my life it was everything I needed yeah. like on this whole journey which is well, not what made you, would you think. slow down it made me slow down listen it to your body breathe mm. it made me yeah just get physical but not in a punishing way i think probably not see your body as an enemy yeah definitely um and i remember oh so part of the yoga teacher training was we had one week in bali as a part of it and i went a week early because i just wanted to like have my time in bali um and but i remember i felt so ill like i felt so ill when i was there i thought i had osteoporosis i was worried you were (laughs) messaging me like I feel like my bones are going to break. Yeah, I felt so, like, all my joints ached. Like, my bones ached. Every part of me ached. But 
um, when I was there that for that week, I forced myself to go surfing every day. I did yoga every day uh, because I wanted to prepare because I was nervous about the retreat because I thought, oh, because it was a bunch of it wasn't just our regular class. It was all yeah. these other people from like all over Australia, Australia coming. And I was like, oh, what's it going to be like? I'm, I'm scared that I'm not going to be good enough at yoga somehow. Although yeah. once you finish your yoga teacher training, you know that <laughs> nobody cares about matter. that. Um, but this was at the beginning. So I had I ended up starting to get massages every day because they're so cheap in Bali oh, yeah. and because I, I physically needed to I wouldn't be able to move if I didn't do them um I had so much anxiety leading up to that and uh I hadn't been oh yeah I hadn't been anywhere alone in a few years and so it was like really overwhelming mm. at first too I my my head needed a health check yeah <laughs> so badly but it wasn't the thing like if I had just gone and seen a psychologist it would have been no. better like it was a it, my physical symptoms were manifesting into an anxiety that was taking over space and (laughs) time and to just slow down um but the thing was in this week leading up to this week in bali where i was on my own and i felt like i was about to break Mm. i also started like eating like just eating a lot right so in a good way so i would only eat two meals a day but in bali if you go there the food is amazing and you get these big beautiful like beautifully presented meals that are really nourishing and and uh just absolutely delicious and instagramable and all that kind of stuff so i was eating these two big meals a day they were real meals and i was always trying to make sure i added in red meat where Mm. i could just to like up my iron um and fats right i was eating like really good fats not just coconut oil like i feel like you need i feel like you need butter you need yeah just all all of those things um, I would have dessert, right? I started having ice cream. I started letting myself do all these things. And my period normalized for the first time. Like Since you quit the pill. Since yeah. I quit the pill. Like it had been off and on patchy. Because uh, mm. this was maybe... I got it six... I got my period six months after I went off the pill. And then this was probably like 10 or 11 months mm. later. Um, and so my period... I got this normal, full, like amazing period. And I was like, what's going on? And so, and by the end of that week too, before I went and started the yoga teacher training, um, I started to feel better. (laughs) Things started to change. Like I also dropped weight too, um, which for me was like, oh my God, everything's like getting better. I've like lost this weight and stuff. But, uh, and even though I'm eating more and even though, and so knowing what I know now, it's like, I think my body was starved for carbs, first of all. And Mm. that's probably also why my period wasn't coming. Like you need those carbs, you need those fats, like you need iron you need all you need your thyroid like you just need everything and i didn't have any of it i wasn't giving myself anything um so yeah for the first time in years like when i got back from bali i felt good again i started to feel normal and healthy and i'd also had so many wonderful like mental realizations while i was there my mind started to feel calmer um it was such a confessional trip in that week like we had a group of, I think, 60 people and everyone told their deepest fears and secrets to to the whole group and opened yeah. up and ev- it was safe. Like you could, nothing was off limits kind of thing. And to hear other people mirror the fears you had about yourself yeah. or all of those kinds of things is just so eye-opening. It makes you just realize we're all exactly the same and, you know, nothing's really that big a deal. <laughs> we're okay. And it was just like, oh, like, okay, I'm not alone. It was the first time I just didn't feel alone. Yeah. I felt so loved and full and supported. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just so beautiful. Yeah. Like so beautiful. 
So then I went back to Australia <laughs> and winter and I struggled hard, like really hard. Um, so many of my health issues came back. I took a job at my old work, like a contract, which I never should have because I had spent like three years trying to leave. Yeah. <laughs> like just because like I needed going back it. to prison. Yeah. And like not like I have great friends there and stuff yeah. like that too. So it's not but it it was a prison for me mentally. Like yeah. I'd made it my own prison, right? And I went back. And as soon as I went back, I started having these crazy heart palpitations throughout the day. I remember. And I was like, something's weird. And I thought, oh, is it, if I drink like a soft drink, is it doing, but it was mm. like, no, they were just random. Um, and my eyes started twitching all the time, just started twitching. So that's always a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> After that six months of that contract, I just had to then take off a lot of time because I, I just couldn't go back to mm. any job. I was just back in that state again. I was pushing it too hard. And if uh, I could have, I literally just should have stayed in Bali and not even gone back and finished my teacher yeah. training. I should have just stayed until I was like really giving myself all that space to heal. Um, also, my period went away again. So that was always my period was always an indicator of what my stress level was and what was actually happening in my body then I the next year after that I took that time off and I just wasn't better really so I went back to Bali and again I healed right my period mm -hmm. came back my health got better um, and then so I spent the next year doing yoga trainings and going to Bali <laughs> which mm -hmm. sounds amazing it was amazing but I also was like still dealing with that stress and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I think you were also scared because you were like, can I only be healthy in Bali? Yeah. I was like, is yeah. this what's like, is it Australia? Mm -hmm. Like, is it what's what are the things that are affecting me? Is it the water? Is it? But I think it was just years and years of built up stress and anxiety had just mm. completely broken me. And even if like I just needed time off from life. Yeah. And so hopefully if you're having any of those kinds of symptoms or feeling like you're kind of getting towards that point like take a break yeah. <laughs> if you can now because you'll get to a point where you you have to like yeah. you can't do anything else but that and so it sucked because I really was at a point where I couldn't function so mm. I had to do that and yeah yeah that's just not what, everyone what can, it was. obviously but like if you're feeling well, obviously way, i was in a yeah, yeah. I was in a fortunate position like of just doing slow down work. whatever ways you can slow down your life like as much as you can don't honestly i would say also don't go work out no just like even back. yoga sometimes can be too much mm -hmm. like with with um if you are in hot rooms yeah. and stuff like that too stressful like you really need to stop moving yeah <laughs> like gentle walks and just like really nourishing food and uh, basically COVID. So imagine yeah. that you're <laughs> in, in lockdown quarantine. and you can't leave your apartment and you're just here to relax, watch mm. some Netflix and that's it. Yeah. And like, just relax um, and take, wait for the guilt. And I guess like to get over guilt a bit. So yeah, my period was gone again. And then, yeah, I went back to Bali and I healed. My period came back, all that kind of stuff. I didn't know it wasn't a sustainable situation. I couldn't just keep going to Bali forever and no. <laughs> avoiding the rest of my life. So that is kind of like where I left off in this timeline. Um, but since then, like, I think moving up here has been huge for you too, because we yeah. basically were in our own quarantine bubble for yeah. a while up here and had a very like slow, deliberate life. It's where true. We I didn't like rush back into no. getting a full-time job or anything like that. When I moved up here, I just did a bit of freelance and I kind of coasted like, and I just needed it. So, um, I still have my thyroid issue, but 
my symptoms are so good and it's been really regulated and my brain isn't all messed up. I yeah. just feel calm. I don't have anxiety. Uh, yeah. And my period's just been so normal and stable. Well, and yeah, even with your eating, you're so much better now. Like, yeah. You've definitely <laughs> come out of like so much guilt and all of that like strictness. So I think because so you true. were saying earlier with orthorexia, because orthorexia is kind of just like extreme like extreme overly healthy eating also like yeah obsessive it's like obsessive yeah Yeah. and like you were saying it's hard to see that when you're in it because you're just you were just trying to fix everything and do whatever you could but i i still have it because now i know like i know the calorie count for most everything i know like the nutritional value and makeup like i can tell you the pros and cons of every single food you could eat including like spinach not just you know a dorito or whatever like (laughs) Every healthy thing has yeah. a negative to it too. Like I know yeah. <laughs> because I did this research and I, yeah. and then I would debate over whether I should be eating these things. So it's, it's hard when you have that information in your head to, to just lose it and that. not think about yeah. it. But I have really, yeah, I've worked on it a lot and mm. it's, it's a lot better, but it's still, it's still hard yeah. for sure. What would you say to people like me who have someone in their life who are going through something like this like what would you have wanted or what helped you from an like other people if anything I think for or what me, can people do being able to talk to you and mm. have a checkpoint remember yeah. I'd always ask you like what did you eat or like yeah, what's this and you'd be yeah. like why do you always eat so many <laughs> but I I just wanted to know like am, am I normal yeah, is this normal because I was yeah. so lost like yeah. it wasn't that I was trying to control what you were yeah. eating or anything I just wanted to have to something know. to compare to yeah. because it can be a really personal thing actually mm. what you eat because yeah. you don't eat all you don't always eat all your meals with the same people no. and stuff so sometimes you you're you don't like actually know if you're yeah like, you don't know when you've started yeah. to get a bit like wacko yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the other thing of what i've said this to you before yeah. is like i do wish like you could have been a bit firmer with me at some yeah. points but i think also i think i had no you idea. had your own yeah. things that you were going through yeah. so like for me in general i just wish i had had someone who could have been like it's like i was a chicken running around with my head cut off and i want someone to grab me and just shake me and be like stop this (laughs) you know you need to do this you need to do that and then you know take a break and like take your thyroid medication and eat some carbs eat some sweet potatoes you know eat some butter like i just needed someone to do that for me i wanted my doctor to do that and she did did her bits but like i there was no I needed someone like really mm. guiding me and having a naturopath now. Yeah. Um, Cause I still have issues. Stuff has still come up. Like I still have gut issues sometimes. Um, I just recently had SIBO, which is small yeah. intestinal bacteria, bacteria overgrowth, which is really common mm. too. It's when you get really bloated after you eat certain foods. Um, the naturopath has been the best resource for me. And there's yeah. so many great Instagram accounts with naturopaths on them too, where you can get really mm. good information and it's, kind of like everything i had been looking for that i didn't know i could get from someone so i yeah that's like basically i wanted you to be my naturopath which obviously you couldn't be (laughs) i had no idea what was happening (laughs) and i was like like, i'm "Ah." not gonna give you medical advice Um, but yeah i think luckily (laughs) luckily there is more information out there now but yeah i I think that's really yeah it is hard like sometimes you can't google everything no and like then you just have a million things that's when i realized because at first i would look at i thought going vegan or going raw was the answer so then everything i googled 
was in favor of that because yeah. of how I was Googling. Yeah. And then when I started to suspect that that wasn't helping me, then I started Googling the meat yeah. and then I tried to go keto and then, you know, everything was in favor of that. But there's two sides of all of all those of things. So yeah. it's just like, oh, you just go down this whole thing that you're like, what is happening to me? Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of it can probably be trial and error and like just try and listen to your body and see yes. what's happening. So. <laughs> This is my list of how I healed. It's not, it's just a quick list. Um, one, eating real whole foods from all categories, especially the stuff that's good for my gut. Uh, I just had SIBO recently, like because things got out of whack again. And what's good for your gut might be different than what's good for someone else's gut. So, you know, they'll say, oh, probiotics get sauerkraut. Um, any kind of like certain types of fermented foods are good because they have natural probiotics that might not actually be good to you, for you so i found out that wasn't good for me apple cider vinegar is not yeah. good for me well, like what everyone has a different gut makeup right? exactly yeah. um so yeah just be be careful with that but actually i also think that the best thing you can do then if you're not sure is just eat a little bit of everything like everything don't leave eat anything moderation. out yeah eat eat moderation and just and that should be okay. If you overdo any one thing, then that's going to obviously help feed whatever your imbalances yeah. are. The other thing is I completely de-stressed. I took real time off, like so much time off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and then I limited my exposure to toxins. So this is also something you can get kind of like that orthorexic thing about, but it does... Um, it does really affect you. And so the things with the toxins are like in your beauty products. Um, there's just a lot of like nasty stuff in there. And it's not that having a bad lipstick or something is going to be the be all end all. Cause yeah. you're, you're that's going into your stream. But if you're already, your immune system's compromised and your health is compromised, every little extra thing that your body has to process yeah. does not help. It just adds on. And so you might not actually be celiac, you know, you might not actually term, register celiac if you take yeah. the test right but you might have a sensitivity to gluten and maybe it's not even gluten maybe it's the glyphosate that mm. is the the pesticide that they yeah. put on the wheat crop and gluten is the one that has them has it the most right yeah. um or on your spinach right to grow your spinach mm. if you're not buying organic then maybe that has glyphosate on it <laughs> but and then those little bits just add they just keep adding and it's like building up these toxins in your body mm. and yeah, at some point, if you're just not doing well, that could be the little thing that, that just tips you over. Um, other one is processed foods, right? So that's just all these things that you're, it's basically stuff your body doesn't know what it is. And so mm. it takes longer to process it and understand. So then anything your body has to take more time to understand means it's taking more time away from making sure that all your other normal things are functioning healthily. It doesn't have as yeah. much energy to deal with everything else, right? Um, chlorine water was a big one. So I try not to swim in chlorine pools because I, I get sick. Like I always get a cold or something. Mm. I used to, I haven't done it yeah. in a long time. So now I haven't been sick, but when I did before, um, so now also there's a lot of chlorine in, and fluoride water. and stuff in drinking water. Mm. I know a lot of people roll their eyes at this kind of stuff, but, uh, Tori and I have gotten, we get a subscription to a spring water company mm -hmm. and they come and it's great and it tastes it yummy. It tastes way yeah. better. <laughs> it tastes really good. It's like, why do you need all this extra shit in your water? Yeah. Um, and it's just fine. And if, if it's placebo effect, it's placebo effect, but I love it. And it's a worthy expense. Yeah. It's like $60 I, for six big bottles. I just want to drink it more than 
regular water. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm never drawn to drinking tap water, but. Well, and we're not facetious about all, we're not, not facetious, yeah. fascist about all of it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like we're not going to drink tap water at a restaurant well, and we anyway. still shower yeah. in this clor- in I drink chloride water from water. Like, the thing at the beach yeah <laughs> and I'll, I'll like yeah exactly yeah. I'll drink tap water at a restaurant I'll yeah. drink all that stuff but it's more I'm just trying to I'm not trying to be perfect I'm just trying to do a little better yeah so it's like when aspects. we're at home we try and maximize yeah because like I can definitely yeah. always control that at home so why not just do that it's fine but when I'm out I'm out I'll still eat processed foods when I'm out mm-hmm. I'll I'll get hot chips now yeah. like I'll do things that I that just can never make me happy yeah I never would have done it before um Oh, because one of the things with processed foods especially is it's the oil that they use. So mm, like canola oil. Like canola, like all those Sunflower, bad vegetable oils yeah. and stuff are really bad for you. And they're supposed to be really bad for you or for aging as well. Mm. And so they cause a lot of inflammation and stress on your yeah. I think on your on your genes and stuff mm. like that, basically. So uh, and then also negative ion exposure. That was the other one. So fluorescent lights. Um what are other negative ion Oh, that's positive ion, is it? Oh, yeah, positive yeah. ions is the bad one. Negative ions is yeah. a good one. We've talked about this a lot. So negative ions are what you and get like from moving water. Moving water, like the ocean is the yeah. rainfall or waterfall. Waterfall yeah. <laughs> are like the be- is the best and source. Rainfall right? too would be I think. Yeah, yeah, or even a shower too. Yeah. Shower is like a mild Fountains. version of it. Really, really good for you. It's also just what you get when you're out in nature and mm. stuff like that. Um, it helps. Like it just helps. Yeah, <laughs> helps your health, health and helps you um, balance out basically. But uh, positive ions are kind of everywhere too. And I think they're, it might be from computers too, but I know it's fluorescent lights, I think microwaves um, and a bunch of other stuff. Just look it up. Um, but we get a lot of that exposure as well. And so I know when I looked this up before, because I thought when I went back to work at that building mm. and my health got bad again, that it was the building itself that yeah. I was allergic to and it was making me sick. And then so I started looking into all this stuff because I'd learned about it on my yoga mm. teacher training. And um, I think in Europe, there's all these regulations in offices where they have negative ion making like machines, like, yeah, like almost like, like an air conditioner that em- would emit yeah. negative ions. So, so it pumps mm. the building full of that. And there's legal rules about yeah. it to make sure that people That's actually okay. have good health and they in the hospitals too it's like illegal yeah. not to have in your hospital i'm not sure i don't think we have the same rules in australia yeah, yet yeah. um so yeah just be mindful of of that so if you're spending a lot of time in an office in a dark place and under mm. those uh fluorescent lights then just get outside make sure you get as much time outside as you get inside yeah i always used to go lie in the park at lunch yeah don't run. just like sit I inside all day yeah. make sure you get outside for a bit get some fresh air um, the other thing is how I healed getting proper medication, getting on my thyroid mm. pill. And like still to this day, I sometimes go too low and then start to feel the effects yeah. like and I can tell by like I'll start to gain weight in certain places or feel a little bit different. But it's always slow. And I still, yeah. even though I've been through all of this, You're will like, kind oh. of forget. It's really interesting. So, yeah. So anyways, getting proper medication and making sure I that you stay on it. that's a point, too, because like. I feel like overall you generally want to be more like organic and holistic and healthy yeah. that way and would try and do the natural things, but sometimes you need the medication. Yeah, sometimes and no I think the point is to yeah. make sure that you've exp- like you explored. Yeah, have yeah. explored other things too mm-hmm. and that like you're not just reaching for your antibiotics yeah. first before you do anything else kind of thing, uh, which I definitely <laughs> have <laughs> now gone through the whole spectrum of it. Um, 
yeah, my number one tip, get a good naturopath if you're experiencing any strange problems that you don't understand. They're the only type of professional I found who does what you hope a doctor will do. So they give you more time. They're familiar and trained with your problems. They get to really know you. They follow up. Uh, you want someone who can go through your blood test and say, this is this, this is that, this is off. We need to up this, like, and really know their stuff. Like, even my doctor in Sydney, who was, like, a renowned, like, yeah. holistic health integrative doctor, um, she didn't even know all of this stuff when I get the blood test back and I would yeah. go and do research and then I just thought, oh, how would she, like, how are you supposed to know everything anyways? But a naturopath should. <laughs> That's like more their specialty. Uh, yeah, so if you, yeah, if you want to get off the pill, go see a naturopath. If you want to get pregnant, go see a naturopath. If you want to get your mystery illness under control, go see a naturopath. <laughs> if you want to have a calm stomach, less anxiety, better skin, just go see a naturopath. Mm -hmm. If you have any period issues, just like go. Um, it's essential to women's health. It's like such a great tool. Now, a list of what I learned. Um, and it's a long list, so I'm going to go fast. Gut health is so important and probiotics are not one size fits all. Um, you've got to be careful. You have billions of bacteria living in your gut and you want them to be as harmonious as you can get them. So one generic probiotic you pick up from the health food store is not going to be the cure to balance them out. Be careful with what you take and ingest into your body. Get a naturopath again. <laughs> get a gut test. Uh, don't waste time and money that you end up sending later down the track because you tried to guess at it yourself. Uh, synthetic hormones mess up your gut health and your mental health be careful on the pill thyroid is also a synthetic hormone but i still don't know how to change that part so i'm on it right now until one day if i ever find out a, a way to get off it uh, be careful if you are on the pill and you're going off the pill make sure you have a plan in place uh, make sure you figure out how to rebalance your gut and get your period back your period is so important. It is your fifth vital sign. It was the thing that always let me know if I was actually in a good place or not. And if I wasn't, my period would tell me right away by like mm -hmm. coming really early and being really short or all of those kinds of things. Um, you're not supposed to have pain. You're not supposed to have cramps. You're not supposed to have heavy flow, short cycles, long cycles, etc. It's your report card for your health and it will tell you that something is up. Mm. Um, your bowel movements are so important. So you have to get in touch. Like you have to look at your bowel movements and know <laughs> and like keep track of that. Yeah. Um, there's this thing called the poop chart. If you look that up on Google, like it's an, it'll, there's all these illustrations that'll show you what your bowels should look like. And there's like a scale of like bad to, actually the thing is bad to bad and the middle is good. <laughs> right? So you don't want to be on either yeah. side. You want to be in the middle. Um, you're supposed to go a few times a day. If you're not, uh, you're allowing the waste that's sitting in your body to release toxins back into your system. Mm. So if you're the kind of person, and I know people who've been like that, yeah. who are like, oh, I just don't, that's not my body. I go once a week or whatever. That is something, that's a symptom. Yeah. So you need to actually go and get that checked out. So you're not, you eat three times a day. Yeah. Like your body is supposed to be functioning like with what is coming in and out of your body. Uh, some doctors say that it's okay, but it's, really not mm. like and look this up and go you know listen to your intuition with that and yeah maybe there's something you're holding your on to yeah. <laughs> in some ways yeah. if your diet could <laughs> be your own anxiety you know like all those kinds of things um beetroot is a really good test to see how long your meal takes to flow through your body to go through your digestive oh, yeah. system so uh 
that happened to me the other day and I was like what is and then I was like oh okay I yeah. remember <laughs> yeah so that's good like eat yeah. some beetroot and then s- count like yeah does yeah. it take 24 hours does it take a few hours mm. does it take days like when is that beetroot coming out and you'll yeah. kind of get, start to get an idea of what's happening inside so bowel movements are your other report card your period and your bowel movements um your skin is your third report card so this one is a little more tricky for me because I've always had issues my whole mm. life I think I have liver issues I think that must be mm. part of it because that's also with the jaundice when I was born and then maybe something with the heterozygous MTHFR yeah. gene and processing vitamins like well, I'm not and really even sure. with alcohol so you oh yeah I, I have well. a really yeah. hard time processing alcohol um so skin right so acne if you have acne um psoriasis like hives any of that kind of stuff um Chinese medicine says acne on certain parts of your face signal certain things right so so where I have my acne is signals the liver too. That's like mm. one of the things I've looked up before. Uh, okay. Gluten, dairy, sugar, and vegetable oils are bad. <laughs> they are bad. Um, it doesn't mean I think you should totally cut out gluten, dairy, and sugar. You should definitely try and cut out vegetable oils as much as you can. Mm. Just because anytime you eat out, you're going to be ingesting vegetable oils. Because that's usually what they cook yeah. in. So save that for eating out. And then at home, like just try and eat not processed foods and yeah use your yeah. own olive oil and butter and coconut oil ghee ghee anything. and all those things yeah, yeah. <coughs> um yeah i think also pay attention to your body after you eat things because i realized when i was younger i definitely think i had way too much dairy and would always have reactions to it but like yeah. didn't even associate it and then Later, when I started eating differently and more healthily, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I probably was really sensitive to certain foods, but just kept eating them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, my partner now, Mm -hmm. I definitely he's got allergy issues Mm -hmm. to, I think, dairy and gluten because of what like he always gets like kind of feels sick after or has all these symptoms where I'm like, oh, that's exactly how I used to feel. But now I don't eat them to the extent that he does. And I don't have those symptoms. Um, but he's not going to cut them out. Yeah. <laughs> that's just how he's doing it. So that's fine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, my suspicion about glyphosate is a real culprit for myself, at least like mm. with gluten and stuff like that. Uh, so I try and I used to not eat any bread, but I, I do eat bread now, but I try and get really like nice, organic, like organic yeah. sourdough bread that's been um, fermented for, you know, a really long time because mm. I heard with sourdough, the longer it ferments, the less gluten i think it has it or the less uh, i can't uh, there's something i did a long time ago but anyways i have that and i haven't noticed an issue but i also eat it in total moderation like i would never have it for more than one meal a day Mm. if i was gonna have it and yeah and then i don't have any so these are all inflammatory um even if you're not celiac you could be mildly inflaming yourself all the time uh by having gluten or whatever it is um these things build up and eventually maybe you become super inflamed all over from these foods and a combination of other things like stress and maybe toxins in your day-to-day household life Um, and in that stress then you can end up having a tipping point so you don't want to get to that to the point where you have a tipping point (laughs) you want to get rid of as many of the possible irritants that you might have in your life um, within reason so that you still have a nice life and you're not stressing out about it (laughs) Because uh, stress is one of the worst inflammatory markers or things of all. Uh, yeah. So, oh, also one of the things I discovered in a lot of podcasts that I listened to and research that I did is that a lot of soil is now nutritionally bankrupt, um, especially in Australia. I'm not as well versed in the rest of the world, 
Um, but basically soil is the same as your gut microbiome. So soil has its own microbiome and it needs to have all of these different like wonderful bacteria to make it nutritionally rich, right? And to make the things that it grows have, what was it? The brick density? Oh, brick. Yeah. Brick, brick nutrients. Brick nutrient yeah. density um, in a vegetable. So even if you're like, oh, I eat really healthy. I have a salad every day that mm-hmm. I've gotten from Kohl's. Well, the things that you're buying from Kohl's, even if they're all the same vegetables you buy from an organic farm, the brick nutrient density of those vegetables will be far like lower. Minimal. When yeah. I went and volunteered at that organic farm a while ago, he was saying the vegetables there have like 10, 20 times the amount of and like it's, it's like life force basically that you're eating. So if you're getting your stuff from this, the regular supermarket, which we, we still we do, do too, yeah. like that's convenient. So I go, and I try and do cheaper. farmer's market yeah. and well, not, it depends not on what you're getting, there. but, um, yeah, like you just, just be aware that you might not actually be getting as much of the good stuff as you think that you are, mm-hmm. even if you're eating all the good stuff. So in general, we just don't have as many of the minerals and nutrients uh, we're not getting them as we used to, right? So I think that's, you can see that a lot in the population. And even with COVID, they're saying vitamin D. It's like a lot of people who are yeah. getting bad effects. It's because we have a really low rate of vitamin D. And so even if you're going out in the sun, you might not, well, <laughs> a lot of people now don't go out in the sun because yeah. of skin cancer and all that stuff, but um, you might not be absorbing it even if you were. Well, I also wonder, because we've had such low rates in Queensland and like we are the warmer COVID, part yeah. of Australia and like now in Canada they're go- having increases again as it's getting colder and like people are probably outside less it's yeah yeah that's true um so yeah not all plants are the same quality and your body has to process those chemicals that they grow a lot of those plants with not just the vitamins and minerals and so yeah you're not just eating good food if you're eating good food I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's true. The, the world's changed. Uh, detoxify your home. No perfumes, organic, no nasty shampoo and conditioner, uh, body lotion, sunscreen, lip balm, toothpaste, anything that goes on your body, switch to a gentler version. These little things do add up. And so the reason being is that when you put stuff on your skin, yeah, it doesn't absorb more than it goes directly into your bloodstream. Yeah. Whereas if you eat it, at least it goes to your digestive system, yeah. so it gets processed. Whereas when it goes through your skin, it's not getting processed. Yeah. And so that's a little bit scary. It's kind of like if you wouldn't drink it, you probably shouldn't put it on your skin. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're getting like a Victoria's Secret, like perfume, perfume lotion, or, mm. you know, any of that kind of stuff, which I used to put on all the time, Me like too. you're literally just taking a vat of chemicals <laughs> and putting mm-hmm. it onto your body. And there's stuff that smells good that you can get that's natural. So just like look into it. And I know it seems so overwhelming, but you could just start like start switch small. your toothpaste. Yeah. done try that out for a little bit then maybe you look into a body lotion try mm-hmm. that out for a little bit and just like go forth from there i wasn't like that at all even a few years yeah. ago and i've like everything's kind of changed for me but it was a gradual change and now it, everything seems it seems easy because it happened slowly yeah. so well even like we've started using organic cotton tampons yeah that's like an easy an easy switch and yeah. they were saying that um i think tampons have like the same makeup as like some cigarettes or something oh crazy there was some weird thing yeah. if you look into that uh, so yeah organic cotton tampons <laughs> just mm-hmm. try that because you're literally putting it up your vagina which yeah. is like so absorbent and that's like mm-hmm. a direct stream to yeah all, yeah all of your health um yeah i said don't be pedantic 
Um, it's so easy when you're ill to develop orthorexia about all of this. I do as much as I can at home so that when I go out, I can just, yeah, drink tap water, eat foods cooked in bad oil, eat non-organic bread <laughs> and not worry about it and not feel kind of ill because my yeah yeah and it's also because you don't want to stress yourself out so much about like being perfect about everything exactly that's also counter intuitive to what you need to be doing <laughs> just do good and do your best and go yeah. forth and don't be so hard on yourself but yeah also you've got to be aware um so it's all about balance and you're just trying to balance off the bad stuff so that you're not constantly testing your body's inflammation levels mm-hmm. uh yeah, go to, this is also on the list, because we talked about this in the what our tool, self-care yeah. toolbox. So get NET, neuroemotional technique, if you can. Uh, get acupuncture. Your body will hold on to the stress long after your mind has figured it out. So don't forget to give it some TLC mm. in that way, too. You've got to nourish it and acknowledge what your body has been through. Uh, and remember, your body wants to be healthy, <laughs> It will always try to heal itself. It is always working as hard as it can to do so. That's like its whole purpose. They're like magical machines. Yeah. So if you're feeling off, then that means usually there's something pretty wrong. Because, yeah, your body's trying. It's, that's not this natural yeah. state, right? Your body's not against you. I used to feel like, oh, like, what is my body doing? Yeah. Like, it was my enemy. It's not your enemy. Uh so yeah it's like a plant that's gone dry and lost its leaves and like with a little bit of tlc and patience and love it comes back to life right it's always trying its best so you need to show it support and love uh, and give it time talk to it trust it don't put it down i actually like to think of this analogy as like my body is my like puppy yeah. like a dog like that's non-verbal so you can't can't really tell you exactly what's going on but it'll show you symptoms like it'll pee on the yeah. rug or it'll like be barking or chewing on something really annoyingly yeah. or doing whatever and you're like oh my god why why is his behavior changed what what's mm. up like what's he doing but those are symptoms right yeah. your puppy is trying to get attention and like yeah. would you just ignore your puppy no you would like want to try and figure out what what's going yeah. on so like with your body listen to the symptoms like take care of it your body isn't just you it's like this beautiful kind of partner throughout this life that you yeah. have and never downplay like your pain or what you're going through because it is sending you a signal for a reason so don't it's trying to try talk and be to tough you like exactly yeah. you can't fool your body and at some point it might just lay down on the floor and be like that's it i'm not yeah. moving anymore yeah. <laughs> that's enough i'm done um Oh, yeah, I did have a thing about tampons here. I said nail polish, makeup, tampons. Uh, They said chemical composition as cigarette with bleach. (laughs) Look that up. Uh, Yeah, and I think that's pretty much it. So there's, I'm going to list again in the show notes, like if you guys haven't come, go to our website tenfold.com um you can look up any of the podcasts you've listened to and we yeah. always have extra notes like mm. and we'll have the links and references to things that we've talked about on here we have recommendations for practitioners uh podcast other podcasts you can listen to that have more information like it's just some good stuff so yeah. definitely go and check out the site if you ever want some more information or just message us too because yeah we love talking about this stuff yes. and <laughs> yeah i wish i had someone who could have told me some of these things when i needed to hear them most so that comes to the end of mm-hmm. my health journey so far one that I am still on because I still do have this autoimmune issue. Yeah. I'll probably, from what they say, always have it. Who knows? And it's a lifelong journey for everyone. Like yeah. Your health fluctuates. And I think in a lot of ways it's been a blessing because 
I've learned so much so young mm. and I've figured out what I really do and don't need and I've yeah. I really understand stress now and I understand my body and I can read my own signals and I think that will help me going forward to lead a really long and healthy I life so I feel like you found a more balanced state for sure and yeah you're just in such a better place like you don't I address really sick it. anymore I yeah. okay it's that's huge. the other thing I wanted to say I have not been sick for two years I think yeah two Which years like at all like just not sick like i'll start to sometimes feel like i have a little fever coming on you're very aware tired but i know i'm like ooh, that's different something's happening and i will take a sick day from work if i need to and i will lie Mm. down but that's the thing so a lot of people i know would never want to do that they're like well i'm not actually sick yet i'm not gonna i don't want to lie down all day but i will literally force myself i'll act like i'm tending to like my 99 year old grandma or my puppy yeah Yeah. and i'm like you are lying down all day even if you don't feel like you need to and then i won't get sick and that's it like and then i'm fine and i think a lot of it is just like building this beautiful relationship with your body yeah knowing it better and understanding that it's something you need to take care of for the rest of your life like it's going to carry you through life so yeah and yeah so that's just with getting pregnant Mm. and having that happen so beautifully and so i was gonna say easily but obviously it wasn't easily like it it happened like immediately when i tried but to get to the point that i was at health wise for that to happen i don't think that would have happened like five years ago yeah so i really don't and also though i'm not saying that other people who can't get pregnant or any of the things need to do what i did or or that that's the reason you're not getting pregnant i have absolutely no idea and everyone's journey is their own but for me specifically i feel like that was the it was like the just like a beautiful culmination of like you are okay (laughs) like this is you're like finally like things in your bodily system are working together and Mm. it was just it was so nice yeah it was so beautiful and i'm so happy about it and it's been such a joy um to be pregnant and feel a life growing inside me it's just been amazing and it's something that i've always wanted to experience um although actually we're running really long but i'm just gonna say say when i in my first trimester when i was really ill Mm. for three months it was the first time i had been really ill because it was morning yeah from morning sickness health um and i i had no energy and i had to lie down and i got like i had real like mental kind of flashbacks to my health because i thought oh my god i i forgot what it feels like to be really sick and i really had to deal with that state of mind and realizing that remembering constantly this is for good it's not for bad there's not something wrong with you there's something right with you so that was a big mind fuck basically uh but yeah and now i'm in second trimester and it's almost done the second trimester and it's just been amazing and it's just so nice to be able to celebrate your health and yeah and do what something that you've always wanted your body to be able to do so i'm so 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 grateful for it and i hope that this can help someone in some way yeah i think if anyone everyone's had some sort of health thing in their life like hopefully yeah just take some time to like listen to your body check yourself yeah and just trust yourself and you've got to be your own health advocate for sure that's one of the big things but um, yeah, thank you for sharing your story, Alice. <laughs> Finally, off my chest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, one of the things that we have never done yet on the podcast, yes. but we need to do, and we keep saying it, and I have a note saying, don't forget, with like eight <laughs> exclamation points, is to ask 
if you could please go onto iTunes and review the podcast, yeah. it would just be so wonderful because we want to start really promoting. We feel like we're, we're getting into a better flow. Um, yeah. We're really committing to putting out like good quality content and going forward and yeah, reaching more people. And yeah. And wherever you're listening, like if you're listening on Spotify then follow or subscribe or whatever. Yeah. Do all that are. good stuff. Yeah. Um, if you've ever listened to any of the podcasts that you think might resonate with a friend of yours, because all of this is just the stuff we talk about with our yes. friends, like send, <laughs> send your friend as I do. I always listen to podcasts yeah. and send them to my friends and say, this would be great for, you know, whatever you're going through. So yeah, just share, share the love, please. Yes. And yeah, we just, we're so we're grateful. Yeah, we're yeah. just grateful for our health and, and this podcast and, and this yeah. journey and life. It's just been great. <laughs> <laughs> life is great, guys. Yes. Life is great. So uh, we just want you to remember that life, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So live tenfold. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs>